Hey, Russell fans, you're listening to the Wednesday Night War Podcast, episode 66, Be Responsible. What's up, Warheads? Wednesday Night War Podcast, episode 66. I'm DJ. I'm here with Brett. Brett, how are you, pal? Hello. Uh, that, that was <laughs> that was very Conrad Thompson of you. Oh my! Does he say that? I thought you were going to be like, "What's going on, man? How wow. are you?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I mean I've listened to some Conrad. Uh, I've stayed at a Conradison. No, I haven't. Um, but I, I I have not listened to enough to uh, know his mannerisms and his his sayings. But yeah, well. With my with the way my voice I feel sounds right now, I, I sound like Arn Anderson. So. Ooh, well, you'd have to be a lot, uh, a lot more monotone and less interesting to be Arn Anderson. Oh. I love oh, well. Arn, but the man cannot spin a tail. You know what I mean? Like he is not a, he's not a guy I want to listen to perform a dissertation. No, not, not, I do not want to hear Arn recite poetic, that's for sure. No, he's not that kind of uh, individual. No. Uh, what, what's going on, pal? Not much, man. Just uh, hanging out in the uh, in the new year. Good, uh, man. <laughs> 20, I mean, well, I guess this is our second episode in the new year, but... Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I guess so. Right on the button, huh? Uh, but, uh, you know, been... Uh, Watching the news, uh, Good. <laughs> uh, not pulling my hair out, um, <laughs> watching some wrestling that's not related to this show, but also the wrestling that is related to this show. Same, literally same, actually. Yeah. Um, I haven't been watching the news a lot. No, that's you're better off, uh. <laughs> I mean, there's rarely anything good in the news anyway. Uh, it, it just somehow is even worse than normal. Um, but uh, if you wanted, if you want to hear a talk about that, you could easily uh, find other sources for that. That we're not here for that. We are here to talk pro wrestling that takes place on Wednesday nights. That's very true. Yeah, um, I don't feel like watching the news. That's going to bring me down. Any more than I than I already am, right? Because uh, you know, I figure, hey, I'm I'm late in the the game right now. But uh, one of the reasons why we are over Skype, I figure, I will let people know at this Ooh, point. Breaking uh, news! I wasn't gonna bring it up, but okay, <laughs> I'll I'll bring it up because I'm you know right. uh, per, pretty late in it. But uh, yeah, as you know, and maybe uh, not even a handful of other people know. Uh, I tested a positive for COVID. Yeah, first test you ever passed. Good for you. Uh, the only time I don't want to be positive in my life. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So uh, I'm on, I believe this is day nine of my quarantine. We're recording this on Thursday. Yes. So uh, I'm, uh, you know, getting through it. Um, it's not fun. So, hey, everybody. Please wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, please, uh, super important. Please, so, please socially distance. And uh, if you're going to go to a New Year's Eve party, please tell the person that you're going to be uh, 
seeing the next day that you were at a New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> those of you, so we didn't we didn't bring this up, but last week when we recorded, uh, albeit late, you were all, you were in the very beginning stages. Yep. Uh, I sure was. And we, uh, you know, I, I, I want to get it out there that um, you were being very responsible. Um, yes. So I, I, it, I, I, I hate to like, like, I don't even like want to humble brag or anything, but I feel like <laughs> I've been way fucking responsible. Right. Uh, and that's, that's the important, that's kind of what I want to get out there is that, uh, you know, we've been safe. Um, and you know, uh, for those of you out there who, uh, don't know our friendship, we usually see each other just about every week. Um, if not multiple times yeah. a week, uh, and, uh, somehow I, so I got sick the episode, three episodes ago, I got a cold and it was just a cold. There were COVID tests from the originator of that. Uh, but still kept everyone away new year's eve just just because yep. nobody wants to have even if you know it's a cold nobody wants to have to explain to anybody else why you have the sniffles or a cough or whatever so i didn't see you that week no uh, and then the next week uh <laughs> you got covid so uh you know you were uh you're being very responsible and uh not not in any way uh your fault it is uh was a an avoidable situation for sure, but yeah. not, not necessarily uh, on your end of it, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, thankfully you're doing all right. Uh, we've talked a little bit off air about it. I check up on you. Uh, I deliver you soup. Uh, yes. And, uh, I thank you of course, and Michelle of course. to the to hell and back. <laughs> so, uh, and don't thank us too much because the 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 backup, the bullpen. I had this. I had the lefty warming up in the bullpen. To uh, if you if you were not able to record, uh, Michelle was going to take a, take one for the team and come on and watch wrestling. And she she offered to watch all four hours of wrestling. Uh, and talk about it. I just had to split it up over two days. Well, and you told me this yesterday, and I said, uh, please go for it. Yeah. Uh, you should go for she, it. She uh, she did not end up watching any wrestling um, <laughs> because you're doing okay. Uh, so yeah. I can only call in that favor once, and it's gonna if I ever do it, it's going to have to be on a real emergency. Uh, so thankfully, you're doing all right. And, uh, yes, you're, uh, I'm, uh, you're just, I'm doing pretty good. You're in, you're in quarantine in a top secret location. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's no, no need to call in the, the lefty and get anybody on this podcast that isn't us, but, uh, yeah. So be safe, everybody. Uh, yeah, know, please wear, wear a mask. I'm, I'm begging you. <laughs> right. Uh, Cause, uh, this shit, um, is not fun. Right. Think, um, think about the people that, so like, you know, the big thing, the thing that I always try and keep in mind and the thing for, that's good for everybody to keep in mind is that it, it doesn't only affect you or the person you see. If you, whoever, if you get it, you give it to somebody else, it then affects everybody else around that other person. So the circles just go wider and wider. So like, yep. it's, uh, just be safe. It, you know, don't, don't be dumb. You don't want to win these stupid prizes. 
No, especially when you're trying to help out a family member Ooh. when they're in, when they're in need, yeah. and they just so happen to not tell you that little tidbit about yeah. a about a New Year's Eve party. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, they don't watch uh, professional wrestling or listen to podcasts. <laughs> I at this point, I don't give a fuck if they do. <laughs> um, right. That's that's where I'm at. But yeah. um, no, for real though, um, I'm I am doing okay. Um, I'm just, my energy levels are pretty, pretty low, but, uh, getting through it. So, um, you know, I can only imagine the people that are worse off and my heart goes out to them. Um, but yeah, please, you know, listen to science, right? Just (laughs) be smart, be respectful, (laughs) wear a mask, social distance. Don't go out unless you have to, uh, you know, (laughs) keep you just be smart about it keep if you have a bubble keep it small you know we've yeah you know we've we my, shut my down bubble's completely. been airtight right we we shut down completely in the beginning of last year uh and then sort of slowly kind of open stuff back up just for us because you know we all work from home uh so yeah. there was there was a much more limited risk um and uh so you know just be smart about it. You know, uh, that might not work for everybody. I understand it's terrible and some people don't get the option to see anybody. And some people have been locked up for a really long time without seeing family. And that's terrible, but it, it's for the greater good. Uh, it's for the health of your loved ones. And, uh, you know, it, just, just be safe and be smart and worry about other people, you know, consider other people when you're considering the things you're going to do and the consequences for them. Yes. And that's a broad uh, statement. That yeah. covers not just COVID. <laughs> that covers that, that just co- about everything. <laughs> that covers a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's now, – now that we're done speaking about my my COVIDity, I guess I'll yes. call it. Your COVIDity. <laughs> uh, feel my COVIDity. Yes. Um, let's get into some wrestling that happened Wednesday night Ooh. because – because Tuesday night we've been watching uh, Impact. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, you've uh, been watching Impact. I forget that uh, Impact exists. Well, this week I also forgot Impact existed. Uh, well, so uh, I, I, uh, maybe next week. Maybe I'll the, pick it back up. Was it the go home for Hard to Kill? It was. Okay. So I'm sure they did something oh, with man. Kenny. Do I got to watch that on Saturday? Oh. I ain't watching it. I, I'm, not, I'm not paying money for it. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Ooh. Um, all right. Ooh. Ooh. So let's, uh, <laughs> let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Yes. New Year's Smash. Yes. Night two. Part that two. Totally, that totally was live and not pre-taped. Yes. Um, so we're going to get right into it. We're kicking it off. Eddie yeah. Kingston versus pack the the starting with the main event ladies and gentlemen the main event of the evening <laughs> it's one of those yeah, right it's one of those reverse booked shows yeah um so this thing goes about nine and a half minutes um phew, pack gets the win yep but god damn uh yeah i mean this is uh this was a pretty uh perfect wrestling match uh these guys know how to do it. Uh, this is this is a dream pairing when when AEW uh, did the right thing and signed Kingston, 
And, uh, man, I, I mean, I love this. I think it was great. I think everything, it was tight and, uh, everything mattered, which is a big thing that both of these guys are very good at doing. Uh, everything mattered. All the cells looked real. Nothing was done without purpose. And, uh, and it was a fight. Dude, like I love, I love Eddie. Yeah. Pac is just on like a different level though. Okay. Like, I don't know. That guy, just everything he does is yeah. just like, it's so crisp and it looks brutal and mean. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that guy is just, he's, he's just one of the best. Um, and again, that's not taking anything away from Eddie. Cause uh, you know how much I love Eddie. Right. Um, but damn pack is just like hitting yeah. on all cylinders I, again. I think they're these, these are two guys that it's, it is a perfect pairing, a perfect matchup um of of differing styles but uh the same type of pro wrestler if that makes sense uh they just you know they come they 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 harken back to an era of better professional wrestling and uh you know they're they're just better at it than most other people yeah um after the match pack decides you know what this isn't enough and he puts him in the brutalizer Yes. Which then uh, Butcher and Blade run in, and then Penta and Phoenix run in. We're about to have a big old brouhaha. Yes. Uh, and then Lance Archer comes out, and he chases off Butcher and Blade, and then, like, he's in the, like, I don't know. He's, like, in Pac's face. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I get, like, they're doing the whole intertwining of, like, storyline with Archer mm-hmm. and having beef with Kingston, too, but... It's just one of those, like, hmm, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah, so uh, this uh, confuses me, and especially with what happens later on in the show, which we'll get to when we get to, but, um, again, we talk about this all the time. I probably put too much weight into this, but who's face and who's heel? So Eddie Kingston is a heel. Butcher and Blader heels, to me. Um, and then you get... Uh, Death Triangle, which does not sound like a babyface group. It shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, and but they but they they are the babyfaces because of what happened with Kinks and the Lucha Brothers, where he, you know, tried to turn them against each other, and then they turn on him. So Kinks was yep. being a heel. The Lucha Brothers, he tries to split them up, which is a heel move. They turn on him, makes them faces. Pac comes back to feud with Eddie. That makes him a face. Archer, I have no idea. But then Pac does stuff like goes after Eddie after the match, which makes him a heel. Like it's it's just confusing stuff, and it doesn't take away from the match. I have to adjust my own expectations, and we say this all the time. It's just my brain, my wrestling fandom wants to process everything into heel and babyface columns, uh, and a program like this makes that very difficult doesn't make the matches any less good this match was great and i like that they're in a program together and i think it's a good pairing i like the stuff that butcher and blade were doing with the lucha brothers on the outside archer is a little awkward but they don't have anything else like to do with him he got he had the COVID thing and the back and forth start and stop with him put him in an awkward spot um but yeah i just i wish i knew who was heel and who was face a little clearer uh, but that, again, that's hard when you have clear heel Eddie Kingston and then the group of guys that were heels that are have death in their name. 
So yeah, it's it's a it's a mixed bag right now. That's yeah. for sure. But I guess life um, life triangle doesn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> so life life triangle sounds very like uh like cultish. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say love triangle, but that's completely different, and I don't want those images in my brain. I do. Wow. Next match, <laughs> next match we have Chuck Taylor going up against Miro. Yes. With the stipulation that if Chuck Taylor loses, he becomes Miro's young boy. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, no, no. No, sir. His butler. What is it? Oh, they switched it to butler? To butler. Ah, interesting. I I figured probably uh in twenty twenty one, uh using the term young boy to uninitiated American audiences might not get the point across true uh that's true uh, yeah so that well uh, he's he's a butler uh which is i don't know slightly better maybe but anyway jeffrey jeffrey butler from fresh prince was badass that's true i I liked jimmy butler when he was on the 76ers i mean jimmy butler not a butler like butler i mean he still was a he still was a butler yeah that's true <laughs> so uh our our whole discussion went about as long as this match because Miro won. Yeah. And uh yeah. Uh you know, I, I didn't mind this match. <laughs> uh I thought Chucky looked great. Uh Chucky is a far better professional wrestler than AEW will lead you to believe. Um, you know, he was PWG champ. He had a he was getting a good run in New Japan, uh, tag with Trent over there, like doing some fun stuff with his character there. You can look him up. He's all over. He is a very talented professional wrestler. Uh, so I liked what they gave him in this match. But when as soon as they added the stipulation, I was like, okay, well, Trent's hurt. What are they going to do with Chucky? They're going to make him the the, the butler because uh, he'll be funny and they can spin off on that. And, you know, they're, they sort of had to adjust this program based on, on uh, the injury, and it stinks. Uh, but there was no hope of Chucky T winning this Uh my hope was that he would win it and then Miro would disappear uh, and stop being uh, angry video game Miro and come back in a character that's actually good. But I, I guess I'm not getting that. Um, but we are getting seemingly, uh, I would guess, Orange Cassidy against Miro for Chucky's honor. Sign me up. Uh, yeah. Because uh, that's OC, he he fights for his friends. That's right. So I, you know, I, OC stared Miro down after the match when he was dragging Chucky T away. So I can only hope that that's what's going to happen, particularly because the wedding is at Beach Break, which is also the name of Orange Cassidy's one finish. Uh, so I I can only hope that Orange Cassidy is in some sort of uh, latex disguise as the efficient uh of the of the wedding and then t- t- tears the the fake nose and fake forehead off and reveals himself <laughs> reveals himself to be eric bischoff <laughs> exactly <laughs> people don't know that orange cassidy is actually just eric bischoff in disguise yeah well you know what orange cassidy is he is the uh pwi 2020 most popular wrestler of the year that's true 
Good for him. What a god. Oh, right. I'm so happy. Right. He's, uh, he's the most popular wrestler of the year, and he's currently in like a lower mid-card feud with a guy who <laughs> left the WWE because they wouldn't let him talk about how much he gets angry over loving video games. Just let that sink in. <laughs> Think about that one. Yeah. Um, so we go backstage to Matt Hardy with Private Party. Yes. Um, I don't know. Matt talks, says things are great. Quinn's like, uh, you're taking 30% of our contract and calls him a money grabbing carny, Mm -hmm. even though he literally just signed the contract last week. Yes. Which I was like, wait, what? Um, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't give a fuck about any of this, man. Me either, but it's clearly a Vince McMahon joke, right? Because he mentioned something about like taking taking a cut of their third party money as well uh oh, yeah, yeah. so like it's clearly them trying to t- to take the piss out of vince mcmahon um which uh one i mean i'm not going to complain about someone making fun of vince mcmahon uh but it is also the definition of low-hanging fruit uh and you know the guy is just whatever matt hardy is not good at this uh I, they're struggling to find a place for him uh, and I just, I don't, I really, really don't think he has one. Uh, so, I mean, maybe since he's the manager, it'll keep him out of the ring so I don't have to worry about his health so much. But uh, somebody should just talk to him about going back to the WWF, uh, get, having one last match with his brother, tagging up, and then just quietly wait until you're inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's. I just have zero interest in anything Matt Hardy at this point. Yeah, just I have no care. Um, the uh, the inner circle is here for their New Year's resolutions, which I didn't know this was going to be a thing. Um, Jake Hager just shouts championships. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF is like, uh, I want to be stronger with you guys, and fat people got to go. Yeah. Which I was just like, hmm, if that's not planting a seed for turning on Jericho, I don't know what is. Right. Um, Ortiz wants to perfect his grandmother's Sofrito recipe. <laughs> He's the which, best. And I did laugh when MJF just goes, you people are booing food? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, Jericho says that he wants him and MJF to win the tag team titles. Yes. Um, to which Santana says, like, yo, yo, hey we are supposed to be the tag team of the inner circle. Yeah. Like what's going on. And then, uh, Sammy freaks out and says, I could see right through this and Jericho, you're a tag team slut. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> as to which Jericho responds, maybe, um, MJF tries to get the train back on the track, as he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jericho basically says, all right, this is what we're going to be doing next week. Um, it's going to be me and MJF versus Santana and Ortiz versus Sammy and Hager. Yes. Get it? I mean, Sammy Hager. I, I laughed. Uh, I'll admit to that. Uh, partially because it's so cheesy uh, that it, it took a loop back around. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. Uh, yeah. So whoever wins that match next week is going to be the official tag team. Yeah. Of the inner circle. <laughs> so, I mean, God. So Sammy hasn't had a match in a long time. Uh, I, 
the for me the outcome has to be and again there, there's there's very little chance they do this but the the real tag team wins the tag team match right that's what it needs to be so I mean, log- logically thinking you have mjf and jericho not be able to coexist you start planting the seeds for that because that's clearly where you're going you can even slow burn that a little bit but sammy and mjf still hate each other then you get jericho and mjf to hate each other uh so that when you know people are saying vaccines are rolling out early summer uh jericho can go back on the road playing the bingo halls and the bars with this shitty band that people uh only like to just i don't know because we feel like we have to tell jericho we like something about him in 2021 and yeah because uh, yeah because the lack of vaccine stopping him from doing it now. right well but like t- if telling jericho his band is good is the least controversial thing we can support about that asshole so <laughs> uh but, um, like it can't be like oh yeah i loved your podcast about the flat earth pal really good job <laughs> uh so the real tag team wins, you know, causes some division within the inner circle again. And then Sammy and Hagar, they don't really matter. They were, they're literally just together for that one fucking joke. Yep, that's that's literally it. So, yes. uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, we go backstage to the uh, to the Dark Order. Yes. And, uh, you know, just saying like, hey, basically, where are we going from here? You know, ever since Brody passed, um, and says that we're going to be better people. And it starts next week with Hangman teaming with uh, the Dark Order. Silver goes to interview and just starts saying, "Oh man, Adam, I really love you a lot." Um, <laughs> Reynolds is like, "Listen, don't don't bother Silver. He just gets real nervous around you." Um, and says, uh, "Hey, Paige, like, when are you going to like answer if you're going to join?" Silver says next week after the match, like that's what you should tell us. And Paige says, "Okay, that sounds good." And Silver says, "He's in." <laughs> um, and then they start celebrating. Right. So hopefully we get this version of Dark Order moving forward. I mean, like the fun, I, the fun, goofy version on TV. That's what that's what I right. want. That's what they've everybody's been talking about them from the B, BTE about how fun they are and funny they are. Uh, Dude, they really are. Well, so that's that's who you need to get out on TV then. You know, that's yeah. that's how this that's how this is going to work and, you know, uh, it's terrible that you don't have Brody, but the Dark Order can live on in his image and you know, you got some stars there. You know, Silver is a star. Uh, you know, Anna Jay can really like develop and become a star. Like they yep. they're there. So you know, and if they add Hangman to the ranks, I don't necessarily know how that'll work, but they do have a good dynamic together. I think it's a fun spot for Hangman as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, uh, and, I mean, John Silver is the obvious choice for, for I'm not going to say leader, but, like, uh, sort of the, the face of the of the Dark Order because uh, he's just he's such a talented wrestler and such a good personality that uh, he's the one that would come across the best on TV, uh, you know, right see, now. See, like, like, I could see if they have Hangman join, like, Hangman kind of being, like, the leader where mm-hmm. he's, like, like, he's uncomfortable. Right. But, like, these are still his guys. And if anybody, like, goes after his guys, that's when, like, the badass hangman page comes out and it's just like, nobody's going to like fuck with my friends. You know what I mean? Um, right. 
maybe like that happens i could see yeah but i just i i hope that like it's just goofy dark order from here on out because they are a blast um we uh we go backstage and uh omega cows and the bucks are getting interviewed and they say they have all the belts and uh Omega asks the Bucks if they want to go out together, but Callis says that the Bucks need their own entrance. Mm. Which that right there, I was just like, oh, well, that's a red herring. Um, so uh, out comes Omega. He gets his big grand entrance. Callis mm-hmm. gets the mic and says, you know, courtesy of me and Omega, you know, we're here to introduce the tag team champions, the Good Brothers. Yes. Um, the Bucks are shown backstage watching and Tony Khan is too. And mm. I was just like, man, what, like, why are you teasing dissension already with them? Like, didn't they just get together last well, week? Yeah. So they were reluctant to get together last week, but did it again. And I'm just, this is all like head cannon for me. Cause they don't actually explain it as well as they do. Like it's what these guys have been doing their entire time in the company. But yeah, they were reluctant to join, but they did because they're compelled by the two suite to put it up and whatever and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, clearly what they want is is the Young Bucks versus the Good Brothers, uh, I guess, at some point down the line. A uh, little interpromotional stuff. So, and you know, I mean, I the, guess. The, the Young Bucks, were, they were upset. So... Hmm. They were upset, eh? They were upset. So we'll see what happens okay. in the coming weeks. Let's uh, see if that feeling escalates at I, all. It, it could. You know, I don't know. It's possible. But it very <laughs> well could es- escalate beyond upset. And we'll just have to hmm. wait and see. We'll have to cross that bridge if we get there. Um, but the next match is uh, Kenny Omega, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows going up against fucking varsity blonde sticking up for AEW's honor and uh danny limelight yes um which i've only ever seen danny limelight on uh new japan strong like that friday night show they do okay i've seen him on there a little bit he's uh he's been on dark a bunch but i don't think we really watched him there when when, back when we watched dark uh back in the dark days uh we might go back to that but uh yeah he's so he's, that, that's a one-man show for you pal. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's been on dark a bunch but anyway that's the match so, we get clearly clearly yes. a big challenge for omega and the good brothers <laughs> yeah re- really put into the test here yeah um surprisingly it does go nine and a half minutes which i'm like why that's a mistake yeah um omega and the good brothers win of course yeah um it's just like I don't know why it went so long. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I appreciate them. They gave Danny Limelight a lot of work in that ring against Kenny and a lot of offense. Um, and, like, part of me appreciates that. You know, you don't want to just, if you're truly thinking about signing these guys, developing this talent in any way, you don't want to completely squash them and, you know, turn them into, like, a, a Randy Hogan of the world, if you will. But, um... <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, it was it, it was weird, but I didn't hate it. Uh, I, you know, it was there. I was, for me, I was just like, these guys are supposed to be like the biggest badasses right. ever, and you want to like 
establish them as a dominant force. Oh, no. I, just I, run through these guys. I agree with that completely. Uh, but for what it was, I didn't I didn't hate it. Uh, I agree it should have been different, but but I, I didn't hate it. So, okay. Well, after the match, Moxley's music hits. Uh, he comes out ready to fight literally everybody because that's who John Moxley is. Yes. So, of course, he runs to the ring and he just starts fighting everybody. Um, he starts getting beat down. Uh, and then out come Penta and Ray Phoenix. Which completely and, baffled uh, me. Dude, I was so confused. Right. I was like, what did I miss? I'm right. Like, Wait a minute. I don't think I missed anything. <laughs> like, no. Um, yeah, because uh, out come Penta and Ray, and they go after the Good Brothers, and we just have a big brouhaha. Um, all, all of a sudden, the Young Bucks come out, and they're trying to separate Moxley from Omega and them, uh, and then they end up turning around and Penta and Ray murder them with super kicks. Yeah. So uh, I I just don't know what the hell this was about. Um, Omega and Callus leave like while uh, the Good Brothers are still fighting. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what what the hell like. Yeah. So why? I, I this was what I was talking about earlier when we covered like the first match, like who's heel, who's not. So like even like so the you can't have Butcher and Blade come out and save Mox, right? So like. Uh, but the Lucha Brothers don't make sense either. And, like, that's why I'm like, okay, so they're faces because they come out to save Mox because Mox is a face. So why would anybody who's not a face come out and save Mox? But also, like, they're aligned with Pac, it, who to me is a heel still, even though Kingston's a heel. So it's just like the squaring off of heels thing. And I'm just like, uh, maybe they want the Lucha Brothers in the fold, but, like, they're already doing a thing with Kingston and his crew. So, like... Why spread them that thin? Like, let what you're doing there work out. And, I don't know, pick pick from the plethora of other tag teams you have uh, out there to come out and save Mox. You know, like, uh, you can have, there's the Acclaimed or Top Flight. You know, any of these guys who just got beat up by the Young Bucks uh, in these Come Challenges for the Belts thing. Or, you know, like any of those sort of sort of teams can come out and be a part of this and have a, a, a not be as confusing. So it's weird that they want Lucha Brothers in multiple segments when you have this other locker room full of, I mean, God, even TH2 would make more sense at this point. Uh, yeah, it's so. just really like, I, I don't know. I was just super confused by right. it. Like, uh, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And... Uh, I was like, well, all right. So every storyline is just going to interweave at some point. Is right. this what's going to happen? And, uh, is everything just going to be loosely connected to each other? I, I don't know. So, like, and I don't know the the details of backstage stuff, right? But at one point, it was all pretty. It was pretty common knowledge. Or like Cody wrote his own stuff. The Young Bucks wrote their own stuff. Omega wrote his own segment. So on and so forth. So I don't know if this is true, but it, it seems to me like Tony writes, TK writes the show, which we know he does, and then he gives it off to everybody, and then the young bucks go like, "Well, we don't want to, we don't want to work with this guy," or you know, or whoever it happens to be is like, you know, 
TK writes it, and maybe in his draft it is, it's the acclaimed Earth's top flight, you know. And then the Young Bucks get it, and they're like, oh, but we really want to, we want to have everybody involved that's the best in, in our matches. So let's, let you know, it's us and the Good Brothers, and then the Lucha Brothers, too. Like, let's do that, because they're a higher profile team, so that puts more eyes on our match. And, like, they're just like, eh, whatever, like, you guys have control, you're EVP, go ahead, take it, I guess. Um so and I, again, I don't know if any of that's true, but it just seems like the young bucks sort of book what they want around them and don't give a shit about what's going on in the rest of the show. Yeah, it's just so I don't know. I was just really confused. Yeah, by it. it's just whoever they want to work at the time, because otherwise it makes no sense. Because like Lucha Brothers should be loyal to Pac, and Pac's not going to come out and, and team up with Moxley. Even if Pac is babyface Pac, he's not going to be saving Moxley's ass anytime soon. So, like, it's no. just, it just doesn't make any sense to me why you would spread them out that way, particularly when you have a locker room full of people that could come out and be in this match also. You know, literally, I think literally any other tag team uh, outside of the inner circle guys would have worked in this spot better than the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see where it goes, but it was just really confusing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like, you know, maybe they're sticking up for Mox because Mox said he wasn't getting interfering in Phoenix's match last week. Maybe uh, that's it. I don't know. But I, but I don't know. <laughs> um, so moving on, let's get into your. I can already tell your favorite segment of the night. Whew. Um. The waiting room with Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, I am so shocked that this thing graduated from the, the first half of Darks <laughs> to the second or middle of a Dynamite. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, Britt Baker has uh, her guest tonight, Cody. Yeah. Cody comes out and, um, you know, has the the random, like, sparklers for his pyro, mm -hmm. which I did laugh when Britt goes, oh, I have to fill your contractual obligation. Right. Um. So Britt says, okay, make one good choice, Snoop, Shaq, or Sting, and make it good, unlike the choice that you made to get that tattoo on your neck. Yes. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, here comes Jade Cargill, right? That's her name? Yes. Um, so she gets in Cody's face, talks shit about Brandy, pie faces Cody, Um in comes Red Velvet, and yeah. they have a real awkward pull-apart brawl. Yes. Um, part of me was like, hey, Jade Cargo, let's not, like, 12 to 6 elbow somebody's spine when we're doing a pull-apart. Because, <laughs> like, I listen, I get it, wrestling is wrestling, but, uh, hey, that's real dangerous. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, this was... Yeah. This was fucking Yeah, like, I, knew, I know guys... Bad. I know guys who, in, like actual fights would use the the elbow of the spine as the as the ender like that's the, yeah that's the thing that puts your the guy you're fighting in the hospital like yeah like that's the end of that fight like literally that's the first thing i noticed i'm like hey don't do that you're, yeah like you could hurt her real bad right like jesus um but yeah uh the audience like pulls apart jade and uh red velvet and um yeah, I don't know, dude. So listen, I Weird. got I got thoughts. Bad. <laughs> I got thoughts. This this was this was a train wreck, and it it unfolded as such. Um. So, uh, 
I've seen these on Dark. I, I think they were terrible. I think they tried to at first. The first one was real bad, and then the second one they were like, well, we're going to be bad on purpose. And I was like, nah, uh, that doesn't yeah, work. They're, they're just leaning into it. So, But, like, I think Brit can be funny. She's proved that she can be funny. I just think they need to figure out the things she can pull off and maybe write a little more and, and then, like, write more to eliminate more, if that makes sense. Like, write a bunch. And then take out all the shitty stuff as opposed to writing a little and just using the, the good to okay stuff. Let's write a lot so you get more good and you can get rid of the okay also. Sure. Um, but, like, there's some things where I'm like, oh, that was funny. That's, you know, whatever. Uh, Cody comes out and Cody is immediately completely disinterested in this segment. You can see it on his face. <laughs> he is just not. He is not into it. This is not where he wants to be. Uh, and then Jade comes out and listen, I will not shy away from this. Jade is, uh, an impressive human being. Like she looks insane. Like, uh, the work that she puts in on her physique is remarkable. Like she, it's crazy amount of shape. Uh, and she's apparently 90 feet tall. Uh, they all, they strategically did not shoot like below, like pull out the shoot below her like shins to see the giant boots that she was wearing to make her taller than Cody. Um, but like, she's an impressive figure on a wrestling show and on her social media, people were asking her about like who her inspirations are. And like, she says like China, like she loved China. She thought the, the China's physique was amazing. And like, you know, she's, she's sculpted. So, like, seeing her come out on TV, and and the outfit was a little wild, but, like, it's like, holy shit, who is this? Like, you immediately ask yourself, who is this? Like, it's this giant woman with silver hair who is just cut, like, craziness. Then Red Velvet comes out, and she is seemingly four feet tall, um, and just looks so little. uh, And then they have, like, the worst pull-apart brawl. And it (laughs) proves that Jade doesn't have this wrestling thing naturally doesn't mean she can't get there but she's very young she keeps saying she wants a match she hasn't been training for that long yeah um they put her on tv because of her look which is super impressive um but right now she's essentially the tom mcgee of AEW. what a fucking reference right so she does not have that natural ability and it's not not every successful pro wrestler does but the really great ones they just get it it clicks for them right away it clicks on the microphone it clicks in the ring and she's a person who you know she probably understands how to cut a promo she probably understands how to do some of the moves as far as she's trained. I'm sure she can do a suplex. I'm sure she can do some moves. But stringing them together to make them look real and natural is a different skill that takes a lot of time to develop or clicks naturally. And from what I've seen of her on the mic and in these little pull-apart brawls, everything seems a little awkward. And maybe it's nerves, but I think most of it is just that this isn't her initial dream as an athlete i don't think she uh grew up wanting to be a wrestler i you know i think this is a a a a sport that she can get into uh because her physique makes it easier for her she may like wrestling but i don't think this was like a you know this is what i want to be kind of 
kind of thing for her. And everything's just a little awkward right now. And the shack thing is way awkward right now. Uh, and we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, it's been awkward since the jump. Right. And will probably remain awkward. So it's, it's, Shaq seems like an afterthought. Uh, you know, it could, it could have very easily have been a thing that they, uh, drop because of Brandy's pregnancy and just walk away from it. Um, but they got to, uh, they got to bring, bring her up somehow. And Brandy, I think was funny on Twitter. She did say like something like these bitches don't know how to do math because Jade was like, she's out for nine months. She's out for nine months. And Brandy was like, I'm already halfway through my pregnancy. Well, <laughs> I did laugh when Britt Baker was saying that because she's like, everyone rejoice. No Brandy for nine months. Right. I was like, I felt like Britt was talking right to you. Yes. Well, I mean, it is um, a very good thing. But overall, <laughs> really awkward. And then at the end of it, we get the cut to to Thunder Rosa on the the big screen. Dude, so like that's why I said in the beginning, like, you know, totally live, definitely not pre-taped because this was just such an awkward transition. It was so weird. Um, yeah, so Rosa just shows like Brit attacking her from like what feels like three months ago at this point. Right. Um, and just basically cuts a promo on Brit saying that uh you and I we're gonna have a match and it's gonna be a beach break and I'm going to beat your ass. I actually thought the promo was kinda good. Yeah, um, like she was sw switching back and forth between English and Spanish, um, and then Britt just being like, "No, no, Tony said I don't have to. I don't have to do this. I don't have to wrestle." Yeah, um, and she's like, "Good night, everyone. See ya." Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I was. Uh, I didn't I was, have a problem with the execution of Rosa's part. I was just so thrown off by how they cut to it that I was just like, "Wait, what's happening here?" I was so confused. Yeah, it uh, felt like weird. It felt like weird, like crash TV. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, here's yes. one thing, here's another, here's another. Like, it just, uh, it was real weird. But I, uh, I like Thunder Rosa. So her yeah. versus Baker. All right, let's let's do it. I guess. Sure. Um, next match we have uh, Jurassic Express, which is tonight is consisting of Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt mm -hmm. going up against FTR. Yep. So this match goes 12 minutes. Sure did. Uh, FTR gets the win, which I was not surprised. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you what. Um, I enjoyed the shit out of this. Okay. And there's a few reasons why. Um, Jungle Boy and Marco looked awesome, I thought. Okay. Um, I thought FTR was very giving and okay. didn't wrestle Marco like they were like, like they were giant Gonzalez or something. Mm -hmm. Like, I uh, I thought they sold for for him. Yeah. Um. They didn't wrestle like big guys towards him. Right. Which I know, like you said, you like when guys do that. I do. Um. And I I don't know. I I enjoyed the hell out of this. I uh, I thought it was all right. Uh. You know. I I agree with you. Uh. I think that and Jungle Boy and Marco are the more interesting team because. Uh, it forces Jungle Boy to have to be the heater on the team. Yeah, right. right. Uh, which is an interesting dynamic. Um, but like Marco can work, and Marco's tough as nails. So like, uh, and FTR did do a good job of not like overly disrespecting him and making it unbelievable. 
Exactly. You, you got to treat him like res- with respect. You got to treat him like he belongs in the ring. You can beat the crap out of him and push him around, but you have to treat him like he at least belongs in that ring. And a lot of people don't do that, and that's where it fails. Uh, so yeah, it was it was good. Uh, no surprise that FTR won, and you know no. all that. Like that's you know I have no idea what their direction is or anything. Um, Me neither. But you know, I, there was that one spot in the corner where Marco ate a European uppercut. Yeah, and I actually said out loud, "Oh my god!" Because <laughs> I thought he got murdered by yeah. it. It was brutal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, next match we have, it's nine thirty at night. So you know what that know what time it is. <laughs> NWA Women's World Championship match, Serena Deeb versus Tay Ty Conti. It's a Ty Conti, it I believe. Ty, yes. Okay. Um. So this goes like nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. Serena Deeb gets the win. Um. Thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh. It was solid. Ty is a. Uh... An interesting one. So Ty is like one of, if not the only person to to sort of jump sides in the war. Like, not uh, you know, and pure NXT to AEW, and sure. uh, you know everybody else. Of course, they have WWE talent, but she she was on NXT and then had all that controversy or supposed controversy where she was released, then she wasn't, then she wore the T-shirt that she was, and then she was and whatever uh but she's she's developed in AEW a little more she's a little uh better i think than she was in nxt um and uh yeah it was fine i i don't know the goal with the nwa title uh you know like uh, serena deeb isn't gonna lose it to uh to anybody on aew nwa still controls that title but yeah and and it's hard because it's not like NWA is running right now, right? At least I don't. They, I don't think they are. I don't know. Um, so it's like there's no, there's, it's, it's not like cross promotion. I mean, I, it is in a sense, but there's nowhere where you can be like, oh, hey, turn on NWA like this Tuesday at seven or whatever, right? Um, so it it is kind of weird, but I mean, if if I don't know if it gets more exposure to something. I guess I'm all for it. Sure. Um, but yeah, Serena Deeb, like you could tell, like she's the veteran. <laughs> right. And it, um, it sort of looks like they're going to set up Deeb as double champ. Uh, they I said, don't know about that. They said she's number two ranked. I think they said so in AEW. So, I mean, I think they're probably going to want to do a title. You know, champ versus champ with with Sheeta at some point, maybe. I, maybe I don't, I don't know. I just I don't see the the direction of it. So, you know, the sure it's given the NWA exposure, but I mean, what are you doing? Like, this is it's giving NWA exposure over the cost of you know at the cost of your own women's division not getting the exposure. It's a little odd. Sure, but, but Deeb is a better wrestler than. 75 to 80 percent of their female roster so oh god yeah well main event time we have for the tnt championship the champ darby allen yeah defending against the challenger the ftw champion brian cage yes brian cage who has hook 
at ringside. Yes. And he also has Ricky Starks at ringside. Ricky Starks wearing a pearl necklace and, and silk velvet pants. Uh, that dude's got the drip, as they say. Sure. Um, Welp, this match goes about 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Darby gets the win. Yeah. He retains with the help of Sting. Yes. Because uh, Stark's got involved, so you know what that means. Yeah, out comes the Stinger and uh, blasts Starks in the throat with the ball bat. That's right. And then uh, hits him in the stomach, and I was like, fuck yeah, Sting. I like, you know what? You can do whatever you want. I was happy to see him get involved. It, it was like, it's... all right. Stinger still got it. It's what I've been waiting for. Uh, that's that's what I liked about this match was Sting finally getting involved in one way or the other, um, other than just standing there. Uh, you know, just him swinging the bat is enough. That's all he has to do at this point. Uh, um, yeah, the match itself, I I enjoyed the hell out of it though. Oh, I hated I thought, it. Oh, you what? I hated it. How? Uh, I am sick of this Darby. I am sick of just Dar- Darby, the guy who gets thrown around for 10 minutes without doing... That's what Darby is! Uh, yeah, it's not entertaining. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I I mean, it's your opinion. Sure. You're allowed to have a, a bad one, but um, that's who... I mean, I felt like that's what, the, what this was always going to be. Cage is the big, strong guy. Darby, yeah, he's nuts, and he's gonna take all the punishment. Like, right? That's uh, that's what it is. He's got to get some offense, and he didn't at all until the very last minute of this match. Um, um I mean, he had offense right in the beginning. Well, did. I I would rather watch a match that had at least a little bit of wrestling in it, as opposed to a squash that I know the little guy's gonna turn it around in the last minute. Uh, you know, it's worked for in wrestling for a very long time. Um, you know, I can, uh, you can go back to a bunch of, of small guys getting tossed around by larger men. Um, but when Darby works, like when he is wrestling in a match, uh, like against Cody or whoever, and he actually does wrestle in it, uh, I'm much more entertained by than just uh, watching cage literally just toss him around like a rag doll for 10 minutes. Uh, yeah, it did not, it did not click for me. Um, I, I just needed a little bit more offense from Darby because he, his offense is so crisp and he's so fast in the ring that that's the kind of stuff I want to see out of him. I don't mind the, he's getting tossed around by the much larger man. Of course he is. Uh, but I would like to see him also be able to wrestle a little to get over the, the, the much larger man, as opposed to just the guy who outlasts his beatings every week. I mean, when was the last time he got beat down like this though? I don't know. Well, then it's not every week. Well, but it's close enough. I it's 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 I understand it's his character, and uh, it just it didn't work. Don't work for me. I, I'd rather uh, I'd rather watch a wrestling match than a squash match, especially when there's a title involved that it's your main event. Oh, see, I I enjoyed the live. I enjoyed the hell out of this. Well, that's all right. Darby's nuts. I love Cage just powerhouse, and I'm not a Cage fan, but like this is what it should have been. It shouldn't have been Cage doing flippy shit. Like no. I'm a big dude. You're a smaller dude. If I get my hands on you, I'm going to throw you around. I agree. And that's why I was like, this is perfect. I agree that that's what Cage's offense should have been. 
like what he did was the right for him. I don't want to see him do flippy shit either. I just would love to have seen Darby try some offense in the middle of the match as opposed to just getting beat up and zooming in on his face as he's screaming and uh you know i i don't know it just it did it didn't work for me i don't like cage uh all that much and uh i just i don't know i like i like the way darby works when he actually wrestles it just didn't it, it just doesn't click i i think it would have been a better story if um you know he outlasted cage the beat down from cage and still also wrestled him as opposed to just sort of squeaking it out at the end i don't know didn't work not yeah, it gave me like, gave me like, uh, I don't know, like Mikey Whipwreck vibes, because that's oh, what Mikey Whipwreck matches. Yeah, were. I 100, you know, <laughs> I 100 got Mikey Whipwreck and Spike Dudley vibes from this. That being said, I'm gonna go back and watch Mikey Whipwreck or Spike Dudley stuff. Then, uh, you know, I don't know. It just it it did it did not work. Uh, but the Sting stuff did. Super happy Sting got involved. That brightened me up. Oh, I'm glad something worked for you. Yes, that that's that's most important. So, um. All right. Well, that was the end of Dynamite. Yep. So uh, let's flip the channel Ooh. over to NXT. Yes. New Year's Evil Fallout, sir. Oh, okay. We're kicking right off with Candice LeRae going up against Subshati. Wow. This match goes uh, 11 minutes. Candice gets the win, which... I kind of figured that was going to happen because the they're, they're, what's their stable? The Way, right? Yes, The Way. Uh, it's still kind of new, so you, I, I get what they're doing. They wanted to establish them as, like, they're all dangerous and power, mm-hmm. like, powerful or whatever. Sure. I wish Shotzi didn't have to, like, he like be the 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 one who takes the fall here, but right. it's okay. Um, match I thought was, it was okay, but... I thought the like the commercial break hurt it because I watched it live. So, yeah. um, the commercial really hurt it. This was a, a standard match for these two. It you know certainly wasn't bad, but it wasn't you know anything spectacular. Uh, but yeah, uh, even even like uh, when I was watching it uh, and I'm watching it uh, taped and I'm fast forwarding through the commercials. Uh, Michelle even said to me, she was like, "Is it done?" And I was like, no. And she said, well, but I didn't hear anything. Like, it, it was quiet. And I'm like, oh, it's fast forwarding. And she's like, don't you, don't they do that picture in picture shit? And I was like, yeah, I don't watch that when it's live either. I think that's dumb. No. I think that's terrible. Uh, I hate that that's what modern wrestling is. Uh, so even when I'm watching AEW and they go to commercial and JR is like, my God, we're going to have a commercial in a commercial with a picture in a picture. Uh, I don't pay attention to that either because I think it stinks. Uh, so when NXT rolls around for me, I fast forward through it. Uh, so I had to explain to her that, that, uh, wrestling shows used to be paced differently and they used to handle commercial breaks differently. And, uh, now they don't, and it does way more harm than it does good. Yeah. A hundred percent right about that. Um, we, uh, we come back from break and, uh, Finn Balor's in the ring. Um, and he says January 13th, <laughs> real, <laughs> real weird mm-hmm. um and just says that uh you know i'm i'm still the champ and kyle's now eating his meals through a straw uh he, he talks about what, what what the fuck was the line that he used something about being cut from cloth that's no longer manufactured yeah. or something yeah uh, they stopped manufacturing the cloth that they cut me from or 
something along oh. those lines. Oh, Finn, Finn, Finn. He's got, he's got um, a notebook full of these, and none of them are any good. Like, they feel such like a forced one-liner. Right. It's just like, dude, how does every single one miss? Right, like, like famously, like Roddy Piper, <laughs> Roddy Piper carried a notebook with him, and he, whenever he would come up with a one-liner, he'd write it in the notebook, and he'd be like, oh, I can use this later, you know? And, like, that's legit where... Uh, I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass came from. That wasn't written in the script for They yeah. Live. That was Roddy Piper had these book of things for his promos that he would come up with and that and he put that in the movie. That was his line. And I feel like Balor has that, but it's worse. Like, it's just no good. <laughs> like, whereas all of Piper's lines landed, like, Piper's was just like, you know, once you think you have the answers, I change the questions, like, all this shit. They all hit. And, like, Balor's is like, nope. <laughs> I, I, the, I have the antithesis of that notebook where none of these hit. I just sound like, like an asshole. Like, could you imagine Bauer just sitting there writing it and being like, like, <laughs> like I don't watch the business. The business watches me. Right. And him just like nodding his head in yep. approval. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's sick. Yeah, he, like, looks up, he looks up at his desk through his ring light <laughs> into his <laughs> selfie camera. And he's like... You got another one, Prince. Hell of a job. God, so fucking like, he, bad. Like, he licks his finger and like marks one in the air column for Fergal. He's like, that's another one for the Ferg. Oh, you got him, dare Ferg. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, he talks about a next challenger, which out comes Pete Dunn. Um, out comes what's her faces too. Uh, Lorcan and Birch. Yeah, I, um, I I I named them this week, uh, and uh, listen, this is just purely entertainment for me. Uh, but I have named them Debaldi's uh, two thousand. Oh Jesus Christ! God damn you! <laughs> um, uh, so, my notebook of shit might be as bad as Finn Balor's, but at least they entertained me. That's that's that you're gonna give him a run for his that's money right. with that one. The Baldies, the um, Baldies, two thousand. Even though the the so, Baldies were, I'm pretty sure active in the two thousands, which makes it. Even I'm gonna funnier. go out on a limb and say they were. Oh, even funnier. God, oh, I'm hilarious. God. All right, it's all right. So Finn starts fighting them off. Uh, all of a sudden. Kyle O'Reilly runs down. Right. And starts fighting them. I'm like, okay. He wasn't clear. He's comes... not supposed to be there. No. And then out comes Cole and Roddy, and they f- join the fight, and they run off uh, Dunn and Dabaldi's 2000. <laughs> See, catch- um, it's catching on already. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was weird. Like, why... O'Reilly ran out and saved Finn. That I get. That's like a respect, you know. That's like, uh, listen, we we're you know, we're we're rivals. We've we've kicked the shit out of each other twice. I broke your jaw. You kayfabe uh, broke mine. Uh, so it's it's a matter of respect, champ. Like, I mean, I'd I'd get that if like Finn wasn't openly being like, yeah, now this guy's eating his meals through a straw two minutes ago. <laughs> like true he wasn't like oh good he wasn't like hey good fight i respect you he's like lol your jaw's broke now <laughs> like what yeah, yeah that, why am i gonna run out and sa- save that guy good point <laughs> like, good point i uh, i yield no the thanks. floor to you sir <laughs> jeez um, so uh johnny gargano's interviewed in the back um uh, the, the his his scumbag young boy yes gives him an envelope and it's just Dexter Loomis um, drawing them. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, 
Uh, <laughs> next match we have is the first round opener of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Yes. We have the Grizzled Young Veterans going up against the boys ever rise. Get yeah. a taste. Um, so Grizzled Young Veterans win in eight minutes. Um, I, I can't, like, they have to be the tag team I've ever been the least interested in. Yeah, so I have two thoughts on this on this match. The one... Number one is Ever-Rise Rules. Number one is that I am so glad that Ever-Rise is on TV basically every week now. Yeah. And my second thought is I literally don't give a shit about the Crystal Young Veterans <laughs> in any way. So much so that it's hard to watch their matches. Like, and I don't even think they're bad. Like, I don't, you know, like, I have just no opinion on them because I cannot be bothered to be invested in these guys. Yeah, I just, like, anytime they're on TV, I'm like, oh, it's those guys again. Right. And I look down at my phone. Like, I just. Right. Like, clearly I, they I love them there. I think they're going to have go deep into this tournament, if not win it. Uh and I just don't, I don't care. It does yeah. not work. And it's it's not just because they're working Ever-Rise, and I think Ever-Rise is better than almost every other tag team they have. Um, I just I just can't. I just don't, it don't work for me. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Um, so we go to the back. Shotzi Blackheart gets interviewed. Um, she just basically says, oh, can't win them all. Mm -hmm. And says that she needs a tag team partner for the Dusty Cup. And needs to be someone she trusts and went to war with. And in comes Ember Moon. So it's going to be Shotzi and Ember Moon in the uh, Women's Dusty Cup. Yes. Which, that that might be the first ever uh, Brett Edge special. Wow. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Okay. Big fan of this team. Mm-hmm. Um, next match we have Dexter Loomis going up against Johnny Gargano. Was this for the North American title? Was I, it on the line? I guess so. I don't know. I, I don't even remember. Um, Gargano wins in 11 minutes. Um, I don't know. It, it was okay, it was I right. guess. Yep, it was all right. Yeah, there was, just wasn't anything that to write home about. You know nope. what I mean? It was a holding um, pattern match to get Gargano to the next place, and Loomis is a little, a little lost because uh, of Grimes being out. And uh, yeah, you know, like Lo he, they, he needs his Grimes back. He does. Um, but yeah, it's it was just a, it was this was just a transitional match to get uh, Kushida Gargano going. Yeah, because after the match, Kushida uh, makes the save for Loomis. And um, he stands tall at the North American title while Loomis is choking the life out of uh, that scumbag on the outside. Yes, right. So um, next up, we have the contract signing. Was it a contract signing or was it just an interview? I don't remember. For Thatcher and Champa for the fight pit next week. Um, Thatcher's cleared. Champa says that... Um, you know, he's ready, and Champa will take liberties with him. Mm. And Thatcher says he's a different animal in the fight pit. So, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
Undisputed Era gets interviewed. Kyle just says that he's going to be out there with them tonight in case, you know, Peter Dune and his goons show up, which leads us to the next match, mm. which is another Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic quarterfinal. The team of Isaiah Swerve Scott and Jake Atlas, you know, not like they were just feuding two weeks ago. Well, but they talked about um, that. They did do a little promo about it at some point where they said... Like, why why put them together then? Like, uh, I, I don't... I agree. I don't understand. Uh, going up against the debuting MSK. Do we know what MSK stands for? I have no, no idea. Do you know who these guys are, though? Those are the Rascals. Very good. Yeah. Do you know their names as the Rascals? Uh, nope. Uh, I know this okay. one. I know it was Wesley and somebody else. Nash Carter. Nash Carter. All right. Those are not their names as the Rascals, no, though. No, that's a good um, first name, though. Nash, that's a good first yeah. name. That, it's, a, it's, a better, it's a better A-OK last name. Better last name, well, but it's a good first it's the name. Ultimate last name. It's true. Um, so this match goes about 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. MSK gets the win, which I, you know, kind of figured that was going to happen. Yeah, of course. Uh, especially when they made a, like a big hype for their debut. Um, you know, this was like a, I felt like a crash, just like a crash course in like high spots, I guess. Yeah, I liked it, man. It was, you know, it was uh, exciting, you know, showing off what these guys do. Uh, I've, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever seen the Rascals wrestle. So basically, their gimmick in—I don't know how much of a gimmick it was—but in uh, Impact was they just got high all the time. Okay. So that was their gimmick. Um, okay. Well. So so uh, yeah, I mean, good for these dudes getting more exposure. Yes. I guess. Sure. Um, I'm not like yeah, fuck yeah, MSK, but all right, cool no. that they're on on this television program now yeah i thought they, um, they looked good uh you know I'll, I'll look you know i'll watch them next time see what they can do that was a yeah. fun little tag match nothing special but a fun little tag yeah so after this they announced the teams for the women's dusty cup mm-hmm. uh which is candace and indy casey and caden mm-hmm. uh tony storm and mercedes martinez which was like whoa yeah and then uh shotzi and ember so yes. All right, I'm down with all of that, I guess. Um, next match we have is uh, this week's running segment of let's find someone for Zia Lee to murder. Well, you skipped the Scarlet Bordeaux vignette. Uh, uh, well, yeah, it, she's dumb. Yeah. That's, I just wanted to bring, it's dumb. I just want to bring that out there. She <laughs> overacts everything. It's it's what what she does when she's on the screen is like so obnoxious and goofy that it just takes all the piss out of everything that Karrion Cross could possibly be. <laughs> but anyway, yes, please. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you when you were about to talk about uh, the killer karate master that is Zia Lee. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know who she was up against because they didn't have a name for her. Just they like did, last week. It. They didn't announce last week either because yep. you know why? Who gives a shit? You're about to get kicked in the face. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Zaya puts her down with a right hand, then hits her with a spin kick. Right. And uh, that's all she wrote. Uh, And then... uh, That right hand was cool as shit. Like, the the ducking pass of a right hand, that was a really cool little spot. Quick little jab. 
She's a lethal striker. Some might That's even right. say the true shooter. It's the true shooter. The lethal weapon. Um, oh, Jesus. Um, after the match, whoever's sitting in the throne does the Dark Order hand signal, um, and Zaya keeps beating her up. Yes. So, so I, you know what? I was laughing because I saw some people last night were comparing Boa's look to uh, Masahiro Chono. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, listen, if Boa grows a mullet and a handlebar mustache, right? But like the thinnest sign handlebar mustache. Me up. Yep. He's got to. He's got to switch over to Oakley's though. I don't. I. I don't think he's wearing the right kind of sunglasses. <laughs> Oakley's in a big leather. If he comes out a big leather jacket next right. week, right? I'm gonna be like, okay, somebody reads Twitter. Oh, that'd be um, hilarious. <laughs> uh, so after this, we get a Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter promo. Okay, mm-hmm. um, saying they're going to shock everyone. Uh, they showed during the break there was a pull apart between Swerve and Atlas, which Bronson Reed had to uh, interrupt, and Swerve gets all pissed off saying, oh, you're taking his side? So I guess we're setting up Swerve versus Reed. I guess so. Um, they announced next week in the um, the Dusty Classic uh, Lucha House Party against Imperium, and then uh, Rough Hour against The Way. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the fight pit as well. Yes. So main event time. Main event. We have of the in the Dusty Roads Tag Team Classic, mm-hmm. Brizongo versus Undisputed Era. Yeah. Uh, so it goes twelve minutes. Undisputed Era gets the win. Um. I liked it up until Peter Pete Dunn got involved. Yeah. Once Pete Dunn got involved, I I was like, oh, this isn't very good at all. Yeah. Because every time it was like, oh, this is where, where Breezango should get the upper hand, and then it was just like, oh no, Adam Cole super kick. Yeah. Oh no, Adam Cole pump kick. Yeah. And uh, it was like it should have been Breezango getting the win due to Pete Dunn interference. Right. And that move that would move their storyline along. And exactly. They don't need to be in the in the Dusty Cup because they're already you know they're feuding with the tag champs and uh, whatever. Um, a few things for me about this match. I appreciated Bad News Barrett uh, saying that Breeze's cupping, like Marks, were a tribute to Dusty Rhodes' polka dots. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I thought that was really funny. And then also, uh, one of them, I, the other guy, whose name I don't know on commentary, uh, said that um, Fandango was one of the most well-oiled units, or maybe the tag <laughs> team's one of the most well-oiled units in all of professional wrestling, and I was like, please tell me somebody fed him the line, well-oiled unit, uh, when talking about a section of professional wrestlers. So, <laughs> but other than that, like the finish was real odd too. Like, why would you jump off the top rope when Cole was all, all in the opposite corner standing? <laughs> like, it's it's it was just really awkward choices made all around uh, in that main event. Yeah, um, Pete Dunn and his and what the Baldies two thousand, the Baldies two thousand, um, yes. They were beating up Kyle O'Reilly. Finn ran out and made the save there, but he they still ended up getting beat down. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just like, a, I don't know. I thought it was a super flat 
ending to the show. Yes, me too. I think it misplaced as the main event. I don't know what yeah. they, what they would put in there otherwise. Um, but yeah, not a. I don't know. Didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the end of NXT. That's it, pal. So uh, let's go through the questions, sir. I'm going to ask you. Um, Match from each show, match overall, and show overall. All right. Well, uh, AEW, no-brainer, uh, Kingston versus Pac uh, for me. NXT, uh, I'm going Swerve and Atlas versus MSK because uh, I guess it was the most fun for me to watch. Um, my match of the night is Kingston versus Pac, and my show of the night is AEW and I will tell you why because uh NXT was pretty middle of the road in just about every match and just about every match was all right uh I don't think anything elevated beyond sort of what we could what we normally see uh, from a regular TV match out of these guys which there's nothing wrong with that it was it was a, it was a perfectly all right wrestling show from NXT this week but AEW opening with Kingston and Pac and, you know, a couple other things they did here or there. Um, seeing Chucky wrestle, uh, you know, Sting getting involved. I just think AEW had uh, – AEW is a very similar show. A bunch of all right stuff on my end. Uh, I know you liked the main event more than I did. Um, but that first match was the really elevated uh, over the rest of the matches from both companies this whole week. So AEW gets the – Gets the show for me, pal. Cool. How, how about so, you? How about you? Uh, I, from AEW, I'm going to go Darby and Cage. Okay. Um, I, again, like I said before, I just, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, NXT, um, I mean, there wasn't like openly, anything openly bad, but. No, it's that's um, the thing. Everything, everything was all right. I guess I'll go Candice and Shotzi. Okay. Um, just because I, I don't I don't really know. Um, overall, it's gonna be Cage and Darby, and then show overall. Um, like NXT was a solid. It was solid, but mm-hmm. nothing like spectacular. Where AEW, like they had two really really good matches. I thought. Right. Um, and even then, like, the filler in between, like, there wasn't anything, like, you know, to write home about, but um, I'm going to go AEW. Yeah. It, it, that's the thing. Like, it, uh, they weren't, NXT wasn't a bad show. It wasn't bad TV wrestling, but AEW elevated, had a, a segment or two that elevated above that just good TV wrestling, and that's what sort of pulled it off, I think. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you on that. Uh, well, pal, that uh, that puts us since we're both shitting our pants this week. Uh, season two <laughs> totals that puts me at 29 for AEW and 24 for NXT, and that puts you at 27 for AEW and 26 for NXT. And overall, season one and two, I'm at 32 for AEW and 33 for NXT. And you are at 31 for AEW and 34 for NXT. So we're still, nobody's pulling away with this one one way or the other. 
uh, but the the TV audience is pulling away because uh, a big rebound for AEW, not a big rebound, 100,000 more viewers than last week. They had 762,000, and NXT lost 100,000 even from last week. Uh, they dropped to 551,000. <laughs> Which Yikes. is, let me see if I can look through real quick. Real quick. Uh, there. Worst ratings in the history of the head-to-head. Wow. <laughs> they, they were at 580 in October of 2019. And they were at 592 in May of this year. And they're at a 551. That's rough. That is rough. Um, and I mean, last week's show wasn't very good for them. So they're, uh, I think a- NXT sort of suffers from that more than AEW does. When when they have a down show, they lose some some people the next week, just because people are people don't uh, don't give them as much sort of leeway. Yeah. So. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, buddy. Uh, is that uh, that all we got there? That's all, that's all I got, pal. That's it. Well, time to hit them plugs then, dog. All right. Hitting them plugs. Uh, you want to reach out to us? You want to hit us up on the Twitter? Uh, we did have some Twitter interaction uh, this week. Uh, a person, I don't know if they listened, but uh, they uh, tried to help me clear up the it, why are the Lucha Brothers helping Boxley thing. And so that was a nice little conversation. And I like that kind of stuff. So hit us up on Twitter at Wednesday War Pod, uh, Wednesday Night War Podcast on Instagram. I don't know why I plug that because I post literally nothing there. Uh, <laughs> I haven't posted there since Eddie Kingston's debut, I think. Um, you can email the show at Wednesday Night War Pod at gmail.com. Uh, and you can find the show at Wednesday Night War Podcast.com. Uh, we are a member of the soon to be named network at soon to be named network.com at STBN Network on Twitter. And soon to be named network holds uh, a bunch of other shows that are friends of ours of many different genres from comic books to politics to other wrestling uh, to uh, warriors that do puzzles. Uh, so you can check out Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark, At Odds with Wrestling, Profane Argument, Final Wrestling Place, Puzzle Warriors 3, and Porch Talk when it comes back off of hiatus. Um and uh what else outside of the network the the pod that dreaded sundown at pod sundown our friends uh chuck and bill they do a horror movie podcast uh they did dead heat last week uh if that does not if that does not convince you to listen to their podcast i don't know what will uh you're a lost cause (laughs) if if joe piscopo and uh treat williams don't bring you to the to the table i don't know what will Uh, (laughs) um And then uh, at Cinema Vertigogo, our other friends, Cinema Vertigogo Podcast, they cover two movies a week uh, reviews. They, uh, I think they did Tenet and something else this week. Uh, they do some wacky stuff, so give them a listen. They're also our friends, and I've made a few appearances on that show. Also, uh, went up on Monday of this week, uh, The A Show, at The A Show on CKCC on Twitter, uh, our friends Matt and Chris uh, have taken the concept of uh, drafting a certain year of professional wrestling, round robin style, and putting to- together a card on the fly. Uh, and then everyone gets to vote for who had the best card. 
Uh, I uh, I was on this week, and we drafted WCW 1992. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. You go listen to the show and vote everything fair and square, but I easily had the best card. So uh, go listen to the show, then vote for me um, because I, uh, I, I I think my card was very fun, and I enjoyed it. I, I had a lot of fun being on the show, and uh, I would watch my card uh, from 1992 WCW. Other than that, boy, you're just a you're just a rhyming guy, aren't you? Did I rhyme? <laughs> you sure did. Okay, well, I also do a little bit of rhyming on the show, so you should listen. <laughs> you should listen to that as well to listen to me rhyme, uh, and also integrate Bill Watts into uh, my wrestling card. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Other than that, uh, personally, if you want to reach out to me, I'm at the dudes T H E D double O G E. Uh, I'm talking comic books. I'm uh, probably complaining about the state of the world in one way or the other. Uh, but reach out. Uh, let me know. Uh, give me a what's up. And uh, we'll, we'll talk on the social media. What about you, pal? Where can they find you? Um, well, I just started getting a little bit more active on Twitter like oh. the last day or two. Because I haven't been, ob- obviously, I've been preoccupied with some other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm at BrettXEdge570. Um, I don't know, talk to me about basketball and how damn good the Sixers are. And how happy I am that they didn't trade for James Harden. Um, you could also talk to me about the Flyers because hockey's back. And uh, how they dominated the Penguins yesterday. And that always puts a smile on this face. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's at BrettXEdge570. Also, talk to me about uh, the year that was 1993 WWF. Because in my weird COVID state, I've been going back and watching 1993 WWF. What a weird year. Um, <laughs> also, this weekend, if uh, you don't find yourself doing anything on Saturday at 7 o'clock Eastern Time... How about you go to independentwrestling.tv and you can watch No Peace Underground. Uh, they're having a live card. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, never watched it, any No Peace Underground. There you go. I think it's like no ropes or no ring from what I re- like read. Okay. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But if you want to watch it, go to independentwrestling.tv and use the promo code MORTIS. Yes. And you could watch any content on their website for free. For five whole ass days. Five days. That's a work week. That's a whole damn work week. You sign up on a Monday, you spend your days after work watching independent wrestling for free for a whole week. That that work day sounds like a steal to me. That work week is going to be so much better for you than it already is. I agree a hundred percent. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. All right, pal. Well. I mean, I got nothing else uh, to say. We'll be back next week. We appreciate you all listening. Yes. And, uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone. Go ahead. I don't want to step on your toes. No, there. I was I was just going to probably say the same thing you were going to say. Uh, for, for Brett's What's sake, that? for everyone's sake, <laughs> uh, be responsible, be safe, be healthy. Worry about the not only the people directly in your lives, but the people who are in the lives of the people that are in your lives, uh, or in their lives, and so on and so forth. Just, just we're not out of this yet. Uh, there's, there's, I guess maybe kind of sort of light at the end of the tunnel, uh, but 
that we still got a bit and you know that train can still come barreling down that tunnel without us realizing it that light can still be the headlight of a train so let's just take it easy for a little bit we, we ain't got that much longer to go i know it's been a long time but everybody be safe be respectful take care of yourselves take care of each other and uh we'll all get through this and uh yes you know we'll, yeah. we'll be better on the other side hopefully I'm hoping so as well. Um, yeah, having it um, definitely gave me more of a. Uh, not that I wasn't worried about it already, because right. obviously I am, but uh, put the put some fear into me even more. Sure. Um, uh, but yeah, like you said, just please be honest with each other about where you've been. Right. <laughs> and uh, you know, please just be safe for for your sake for your loved one's sakes right for everybody's sake because god damn it <laughs> that's all i have to say so uh everybody once again thank you very much uh pro wrestling let's go You're listening to the soon-to-be-named network, the Lamborghini of Podcast Networks. Now you're off, nerds.